This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So take it by faith, it's here. You know, there's a lot happening in the world right now all around us. I mean, everywhere we look, there's all kinds of stuff happening, both in the spirit realm and in the natural realm. But in the natural realm, things look so dire. In some instances, it just looks oppressive. Because you know why? Because there's strife and division. Everywhere you look, there is strife and division, and that's what the devil has going on right now. Now listen to what strife and division bring us. Let's look at James 3. 14 through 16 in the Amplified. But if you, now listen, this ain't your brother, this ain't your sister, your mama, your neighbor. It says, but if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not be arrogant. And as a result, be in defiance of the truth. This superficial wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but is earthly, secular, natural, unspiritual, even demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and every, every, every evil thing and morally degrading practice. Let's look at Mark 3, 24 and 25. If a kingdom is divided, split into factions, and rebelling against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Now that shows you exactly what the enemy is doing. He's trying to do that in your life, in my life. He's trying to do it in your family, but especially in the church, especially in the house of God. He's trying to bring strife and division. That spirit of strife and division is always there. It's lurking. It's looking for an opening. It's looking for a way in. It's looking for a little place it can sneak in. And how's it going to sneak in? How's it going to get in? You and me. Amen? So listen, never, never, never let your love guard down. Because when we're walking in the love of God, it puts a supernatural shield up. So when strife, and envy, and division, and murmuring, and complaining try to come. If you're walking in your love walk with God, something will go, eh, no. No, I can't go there. No, I can't repeat that. No, I'm not going to listen to that. No, I'm not going to agree with that. Let's look at Ephesians 4, 22 through 27. Now listen, I know you're probably saying, because I thought that too when the Lord gave me this. Boy, this is a lot of scriptures. But you know what? The Lord reminded me, if it wasn't for his word, we would be in trouble. Okay, because see, it's out of ignorance. It's out of not knowing and understanding what God says is how we get set up by the devil, how he gets in how he sneaks in because we don't know what God is telling us. Because see, truth will expel all wrongdoing. Truth will expel evil. Amen? So Ephesians 4, that regarding your previous way of life, 
You put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's not a one-time thing. It's continually. Having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude and put on the new self, that regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image, God-like in the righteousness and the holiness of truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth each one with his neighbor. For we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Not a people, okay? Not a people. Be angry at the sin. Do not let your anger, because you shame nor allow it to, last until the sun goes down. And do not. Give the, give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin. Now listen, not by some huge big thing you think by stealing or killing somebody. Listen, don't give him an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Give him no place. Let me tell you, strife is dangerous. It is serious. Let me just tell you how serious it is to give you an example. It would be like you walking through a room filled with rattlesnakes and hoping not to get bit. Guess what? It ain't going to happen. You are going to get bit. You will. If the United States didn't have a covenant with Jesus Christ right now, we would be doomed. Because this is the only nation in the history that was formed by a people who loved God, who loved God, and the purpose was to worship him freely, and he'll never forget it. So no matter what everybody else tries to say and tries to take him out, there, it was started with a people that said, God, we love you, and we will serve you. Now let's just talk a little bit about the spiritual realm. And whether you're a new Christian or if you need to come to the Lord, it's very, very simple. Okay, there is a natural realm and there's a spiritual realm. Okay, but now the spiritual realm, the glory is here. It is here now. The healing anointing of God is here. The financial increase is rising like an ocean tide and it can't be stopped. It cannot be stopped. It is here and it is here now. But we are going to have to take it by faith. We are going to have to take Faith, was for, faith for salvation, faith for our healing, faith for our finances, they're all the same faith. Now listen, if you don't get anything else today, listen to this. You don't need some great, huge faith for your great, huge problem. Oh, maybe I better say that again. You don't need some great, huge faith for your great, huge, huge problem. And you say, but my faith isn't big enough. Oh, yes, it is. Now listen. If you're a child of God, if you're saved, if you're not, it's as easy as saying, Lord, come into my life. I believe that you died on the cross. I love you, and I want you to be Lord of my life, and I'm going to live for you. If you are a child of God, you just received the greatest miracle there ever was. You re a recreation of your spirit being. That is the greatest miracle that could ever be done. A complete, total change of our very nature. That's huge. Now listen, but however... You can strengthen your faith. Right. 
And how do we strengthen? By hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. All right, say this with me. Say, according to what Jesus said, in Mark 11, 22, have faith in God. Now, down in the center column of a lot of reference Bibles, it says, have the faith of God. Now, can you see that? Listen, that's God's faith in your spirit, my spirit, in our heart, right now, here, at this very moment. Now, say this, I have God's faith in me right now. Now, you don't need any more faith. You don't need bigger faith. There's no bigger faith than that, okay? Now listen, it just needs to be fed every day. That's all it needs, to be fed every day. Get into a church, get in God's Word, get planted, and begin to serve. That's what you need to do. But, but listen, that's going to take a lot of commitment. To daily say, I'm going to commit to God's word. I'm going to commit to his house. I'm going to commit to serve. Okay, that takes a lot of commitment. But you want to know what else takes a lot of commitment? If you don't do those things, long hospital stays, long doctor visits, debt, turmoil in your family, strife and division, no peace. I don't know about you, but I think I'd rather put a little bit more work in Spending time with God daily, getting in his house, being faithful, serving, then all that other stuff. Let's look at Romans 10, 17. Faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. There's no such thing. Now listen, this is going to help you. There is no such thing that as faith doesn't come. It's already here. It's in his word. It's already here. So there's no such thing. So you can't say no more, well, I ain't got faith. It didn't come. Oh, yes, it's already here. It's in God's word. It has come. It's in God's word itself. And when the word is spoken to you, when you read a scripture, when you spend time with God, listen, what happens? That word goes into you. It's released. It, release, it releases God's faith. It feeds your faith, which is God's faith. Can you see that? Okay? That is spirit food. Just like you need natural food, you've got to have spiritual food. You eat every day and drink water, you need to eat God's Word every day. Okay? That is spirit food. Jesus said in John 6, 63, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That's why it's so vital that we've got to have this. The world is telling us more trouble is coming. Big deal. So what? We're kingdom people. That's what we do. We overcome trouble. So let the trouble come. We're not walking in fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear because he said to us, you are overcomers. We overcome trouble. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Now listen, just in case you don't believe me, let's see what God says. 1 John 5, 4 through 5. For everyone born of God is victorious. Oh my God. That's you and me. We're victorious. And listen, and overcomes the world. And this is the victory 
that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. It didn't say you could just pop in every now and then to church one time a month. Spend time with God. Just It's persistent. Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes that Jesus is the Son of God. But now you're going to have to keep this in front of your eyes. We've got to keep this in front of our eyes daily. We've got to be committed to walking and talking with God daily, being committed to his house, being under that divine umbrella of protection and overflow. Because when you're in your place, you'll receive your grace. So you've got to get connected. Amen? But it's got to be kept in the front of our eyes. Read it out loud over and over and over again. Right there, just even just that scripture alone. Put it on a little card when you're in the bathroom brushing your teeth. Declare you're an overcomer. You're victorious. Remember that your words frame your world. You can't keep blaming everybody else of what they've done and what they said. Get up then and start saying something different. Start saying what God says. Read it over and over and over again. Confess it daily till it becomes a part of your being, till it becomes a part of your thinking process. So when the enemy comes at you about stuff, immediately you go, nope, I'm victorious. Nope, I'm an overcomer. Nope, I'm healed. Nope, I can have peace. Nope, I can have joy. Amen. It just becomes part of your thinking process, your very being, your daily lifestyle, just like you get up, you eat and you're committed to run to your job. How much more do we need to be committed to God so your job could be better? Amen. Your life could be better in every area. Amen? Declare that you are a world overcomer. And by faith, you declare, I'm overcoming everything and every situation that the enemy is throwing at me. I'm overcoming it all. I don't care what he throws at me today because I already know I'm going to overcome. This is the victory, even my faith. Get up. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Quit letting the devil beat you up. Quit letting him just knock you down over and over and over again. Get up and start saying something different. Say, no, this day's going to be different. This week's going to be different. This month's going to be different. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to fight the fight of faith. I'm really going to start believing what God has said for me and about me. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk in the victory that God intended for you and me to walk in. He didn't intend for us to be beaten and, and knocked down and stepped all over and walking and defeat all of the time. No, God said, I intended for you to be victorious and overcomers. Now, let me tell you the biggest reason why. Because there's people counting on you and me to fight. And fight to win. That's right. Because they've got to win too. Yes. But they can't win unless you win. So we got to fight to win. Because it's people for our life. Amen. It's time to expect the glory of God in every area of our lives. Wow. Overflowing. Now. Right here. Today. God's glory is showing up everywhere we go. Everything we do. Every place we step. The glory of God. The miracle zone. That, that just you don't even have to say anything. It's just oozing out of you. It's just oozing out. You just walk by and they go, whoa, what, what was that that just went by me? They don't even know, but they just know something, something. That's the glory of God. 
But you are going to have to believe that. I have to believe it. We've got to expect it that in everything we do and everywhere we go, the glory of God just surrounds us. It's breaking out, overflowing of God's goodness in every area of our life. As Pastor Ron comes, you know, I, I just really want to pray, but I want us to take a moment here to really, really listen. God's asking, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to take it by faith? Are you ready to really start walking and overcoming victorious life in everything you do? Why? So then your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors can begin to walk in that and become to know Jesus because how are they going to know unless we're walking in it? See, if you're walking a defeated life, don't nobody want that. They can go get that in the world. Okay, in some cases they look at the world and then they look at the church and they say, well, the world's better off than the church is. It needs to be reversed. That's upside down. People need to be drawn. They, we need to be so attractive to the things of God that people are drawn to us, that we're like a magnet and they're just drawn and saying, man, I don't know what it is. But there's a peace. There's a love. There's a joy. I just don't understand it. I can't explain it, but there's something about you. I just want to be around you. I want to know what is it. And what's that do? That opens up the door for you to declare the goodness of God. Declare Jesus. But you're going to have to take it by faith. You're going to have to fight for this thing. You know, see, this just ain't no playing no game. I don't know. if you Can you put that slide up for me that Sonia did? You know which one I'm talking about, Blake? Um... You know, sometimes if we're not careful in the church, we think we just come in, we sit down, and people look at you as a weakling. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus was no weakling. And we got to get up and start fighting for some things. You know, there is a saying in the world that they say anything worthwhile is worth fighting for. Well, how much more are other people's lives worth fighting for? See, somebody fought for your life. Somebody stood in the gap for you and for me. Somebody prayed for us when we didn't know what was right or what was wrong or what was upside down or right side up. When we didn't know somebody's, lots of somebody's encountered your life time after time, maybe saying one thing, maybe saying nothing, praying from afar. Just interceding, coming to a place like we do here seven days a week, praying. For those that are searching and seeking, they don't know what for. But somebody stood in the gap. But those things, see, don't come without a price. And the price is that you and I will be committed to the Word of God and committed to be willing to say, God, you're worth more to me than anything. God, I, I honor you more than my job. God gave you that job. God gives you that paycheck. They may sign it, but he's the one that made it possible for them to sign it. So don't forget that. See, I think we've somehow we got things all messed up. It's like God's way down here on the bottom of the pile. And work and play and everything else is all up here. And then, then when we got a few minutes left, God gets the leftovers. But guess you know what's happening in our lives? Look at our world. Look at it. It's the leftovers. It's the garbage because we haven't, we've gotten God out of priority. We need to get him back up on top. And when we get him back up on top, we'll, things, we'll see things start changing in our lives and we'll start seeing things change in our family, in our churches, 
in our communities and in the nations of the world. But it's going to take you and me to stand up and say, I'm going to take this thing by faith. I'm going to take this thing by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.